Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. What tweet did you get, Judy? Say it into the mic. I got a kill me now tweet saying the person's not listening because you interrupt. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. Okay. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, I see him a lot. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Uh, do you see the tweets, though, where people are like, oh, my God, Hennessy, I wouldn't be able to listen to the show if you weren't on it? That's so not true. That, yes, it is. Not that... There, all right. I have a folder of them. Can we save this? I have a folder of them that I We're look at when I'm this. feeling low. We're, We're going to say... Don't we don't talk recording. yet. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, welcome to Call Me Now. We're in a... Uh, well, first of all, we're in a whole new studio. We're now with Adlard. Like, I, we're so excited. Oops. This is like the greatest. Stephanie's here. Hi, Steph. What's Hi. up, Stephanie? Stephanie works at Adlard. So we moved. We're outside of um, play dot shit. Oh, thank um, God. Radio dot com dot shitty dot crappy. So <laughs> here we are at Adlard. I'm so excited. It's like, it's new. Stephanie's really cool. The we have the best guest the to start off good. in our fir- our new studio. Um, and Hennessy and I were just um, discussing that I got this tweet today um, that says, and it's like nasty. Like people are nasty. Yeah. Right. Just about, and we've <laughs> had this discussion that Hennessy tends to interrupt a little bit. Uh, and usually goes on a tangent where I don't want to go. Okay? So someone said, I made a joke, and someone said, I hope you're serious about getting a new (laughs) co-host. I I simply cannot take him anymore. I don't recommend the podcast anymore because of him. It's unbearable. (laughs) At least he used the right pronoun. Yeah, he's really good. He has 13 followers. Matt, you know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you know, you're not going to recommend the podcast. Um, but I like Hennessy. I mean, I, that made me want to vomit in my mouth. But, you know, I think we're a good team. 
That's so, the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Go fuck yourself, man. Take care. <laughs> um, anyway, so here we are, Ad Large. Anything else I need to say about Ad Large? Just that they're great stuff? That they're the All of the good things. Bomb? All right. They're the bomb. I'm going to write a song about Ad Large. And we're going to, and they're actually, I had this theme song that I wanted, and they're actually looking into, you know, I think we might be able to use my theme song. Oh, thank God. My theme song, Uh, which is, yeah, it's um, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head in Yiddish, and it's (laughs) hilarious. Stephanie, cannot wait. Are you right. an alto or a soprano? I'm an alto. Oh, Me too. Done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm writing a duet. All right, Self-train we're done. I got to talk to our guest. Um, okay. How do I raise my? Oh, here, right here. Okay, now I can hear myself a little better. Welcome to our our. It's like a new podcast here at at um, Ad Large. I am so excited about our guest because you know I feel old. You know I've been feeling. All right, so here's the deal. Lately, um. You know, this week has been um, a little trying in the career area because I have been to, I mean, and I'm used to this, you know, you're young, our guest is young, uh, but I have been told I don't fit the algorithm um, and your mom's here and she's nodding, which is making me very happy. I don't feel fit the algorithm um, <laughs> to get a, a special a comedy special on Netflix. Um, what does that mean? Yes, thank you. That is the voice of the incredible, the future of us, the I, the present. I, I, I of just us. the present and the future. Ruby Carp is here, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> and her mom. And my mom is here too. Marcel Carp. Uh, where's the Jubel? Um, uh, Ruby and Marcel are here. This is our Jubel. Anything remotely Jewish, we ring the bell. Oh, okay, awesome. we're both Jewish. Okay, there we go. <sighs> So, um, Ruby, I was told um, today, you know, not today, two days ago, that... um, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting right now, and I know that this is a common uh, thing that I'm trying not to do, but um, did you get your notes? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. They're they're not in front of you, so I was just wondering. Well, they're not printed out, but they're on my phone. I I have them printed out. Should I go and get them while you... Yeah, thanks a lot for interrupting. Matt, I hear you. Matt, I hear you. Okay. It's all fine. Right. It's fine. I just Matt, want a, no, I just sorry, want a piece of paper. I just all Coming I want. right up. You're leaving? Oh, I was going to go get your notes, but no. <sighs> just give me a piece of paper. Here you are. I did a lot of research. Done. Okay? Yes. Anyway, so um, so I was told this algorithm. So, you know, I'm a comedian, and my job is to make people laugh. Um, I never, you know, I couldn't be funnier. Uh, as I get older, I get funnier. I get better at what I do. And there's this notion that I did all the work. I did everything right. But unfortunately, and I think it's a lot with people my age. I'm going to assume that Ruby's, you can speak my mom as has well. dealt with a lot of ageism. Yeah. And yet, I don't feel old. I don't think old. I don't act old. I. That's for sure. Um, shut up. I also, um, laughter has no demographic. No. So, as a young feminist, now you're, you are, um, you're, you're an author, mm-hmm. um, you're a comedian, you're a satirist, you're, you're an all around amazing, who's going to Emerson College where I wanted to go. I am, I'm going for comedy. You are, they have a comedy. I'm uh, getting a BFA in comedy. Oh my God. Can you believe it? Yeah. That my parents wouldn't let me. It's all about me. My parents wouldn't let me go there because <laughs> I had to go to Rutgers because it was $2,000 a semester. Um, yeah. Well, Emerson's ridiculously I know. expensive. I know. Mom, are you excited about that? No, I'm very sad. Oh, she's very sad. We're You're sad about her leaving. No, no, I'm not sad about her. You're sad about the. Money. Yeah. Oh. No, she doesn't care about the fact that I'm leaving. Here. So, um. Uh, no, because then I'll talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like when you talk. I was kind of hoping you were going to come. All right. So, Ruby, you grew up in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, Your mom was also born in New York City. Yeah. Um, Did you grow up in New York City as well? In Queens. Okay. I I haven't heard of that. No, I've never heard of that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, you'll hear the accent real soon. Um, And and you come by this feminism that you uh, have been sort of identifying with since 
I mean, since birth. Well, my mom left a feminism magazine right. to raise me. So you think, like, it's not like she leaves bust and she's like, all right, I have feminism's over. I right. don't care about it anymore. Like, I was raised in a feminist household, which means from the second I was born, I was how do you How do you describe, uh, you know, because I, I think my, you know, I'm a lesbian and um, my kids, I have two straight sons. Unfortunately, who um, <laughs> you did are, your best? Who have been raised by lesbians, lesbian, 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 and um, you know, I feel like I want them to be feminists, and yet, and I think they are to a certain degree. But how, what do you? What about your growing up? Um, because the notion that your mother would leave to raise a child is unfeminist is completely anti-feminist. But is it because she's bringing a, a woman, a strong woman, into the world? I think that's the most feminist thing Agreed. we can do. And also, my mom was raising me on her own, so right. she really didn't have a choice. Right. No, I'm just saying, in the world of, you know, mm-hmm. in the world of our patriarchy, you know, yeah. a woman leaving her job is yeah. anti-feminism. Uh, All right, so... Well, it's anti-corporate. Right, it's anti-corporate. So, you, so your mom starts... Basically started this magazine bust with another person, with, right? And ba- and it's really about third wave feminism. Can you explain third wave feminism, Ruby Carp? Uh, yeah. So basically, my mom, like, okay. So what my mom did was, I think, mom, correct me if I'm getting this wrong. In the nineties, God, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um. <laughs> my mom's generation of women were looking for something to basically seek refuge in that was empowering women in their sexualities, in mm-hmm. their bodies, reminding women that all women are equal, like all women, not just white women. And really, uh, I think it was what my mom did was she started a magazine that did all of that and was one of the first things that allowed women to have a place where sex was really empowered and feminism was empowered and talking about things that you normally wouldn't talk about was encouraged and it became bust which is like what it is now which my mom is no longer a part of but she initially started um impressive uh do you have a relationship with your father no, no. Do you feel, n- n- my kids don't have a dad, um, do you feel that that has affected you in any? I I don't know. I think it's like, it's interesting because I go to, I go to a, th- a theater school, so, you know, a lot of, oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of, and you know, a lot of, I've had a lot of different teachers and different teachers use different methods. One of the methods is Meisner, which is right. a, basically a technique that's just like. No just, method. Yeah, it, it's like destroy your emotional self right. to your core, just like destroy yourself and then act. Um, so I had a teacher who made me talk about a lot of stuff that I was just like. Really, I hate that shit. Yeah, and I was. Like, I, I don't am so do that, this. No, like I yeah. am sick of acting teachers. That's annoying. You know, like. Doing that to people, yeah, no, it's, it's like horrible. you don't, you don't, no, I don't want to do this. I'm it's also, so weird and yeah. so no boundaries, self indulgent. I know also. it was also it's like, and it's a power year. thing. Yeah, it's a power thing. Like I know this about you. You, yeah. you actually, she would yeah. use information against me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was also Ugh. freshman year that I had this teacher, so it was me and a bunch of kids at I LaGuardia. Did. Oh yeah, so it was me and a bunch. No of, way. Oh yeah, so it was me and a bunch of kids I didn't know. She's still there, the teacher. Yeah, just sharing our secrets, and it was just like I. I no. wasn't comfortable with this, but did you say anything to the? No, I mean, well, that's that that's what happens. That's right. like that's how the program works. Right, right, okay. Um, but I mean, no, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, I think it definitely makes me like not trust men, but I don't trust men as it is. So. Right. Do you think that that is just a result of you know? Is it? You've had men in your life. Yeah. You know? No, and the thing is, the men I do have that raised me are phenomenal men. Like, they are amazing, amazing men. Right. So it's not like I had this, like, lack of male guidance in my life because I had my mom and then I had, like, a village of her friends that helped. I mean, it does take a village. I mean, it is is the best way. I mean, you... You're around all different kinds of people. And as humans, we we're, we're, grew up in tribes. We're meant to be in tribes, to be raised by tribes. 
Yeah. Lachaim. Uh, I'm a member of the tribe, by the way. Good night, folks. Um, so, growing up, um, what was the when was the first time you performed? Uh, like I performed or was on stage? Um, let's do on stage because um, we, you know, as a performer, I've been performing since you know. My mom yeah. held me in her arms when I was a baby when she did Ascat in yeah. like 2001. Really, Judy yeah. did Ascat. I did Ascat. I. Did Ascat. I was in the vagina monologues. Uh, That's awesome. When I was pregnant, and um, I was the angry vagina, <coughs> and um, and I was, and after the production, they told me I was the angriest vagina they'd ever had. Anyway, uh, that is true, by the way. So I would do that monologue, which was like. Yeah. <coughs> Crazy. That's so Array funny. with the coughing. I'm sorry. I was and, laughing hard. I and and um, and my and Ben my son was in my belly and like he would be sleeping the whole thing and then I did the the angry vagina and kicked me the whole rest of the the show it was like so funny um okay so you so you're a performer mom no she's not she so basically the reason why she would do monologues at ASCAT was because there was no one else to do monologues. This was before UCB was a big right. institution. This was when this is, we're talking about Upright Citizens Upright Brigade. Citizens Brigade, yeah. yeah. And this is this is when UCB had like just started. It was at the old old theater that was like not at all a like a big thing. Right. It was gross. Like, yeah. Right, no there, one. Yeah. yeah. No one like cared about it. It wasn't like what it is now. Who were the people there? Um. I think the original four. Am I wrong? No. Yeah, the original four. Um, uh, oh, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts. They're not successful Horatio. at all. <laughs> huh? Horatio oh, Horatio Sands. I love Horatio. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, is I such a nice guy. Yeah. Great guy. He did her show with her in LA. It was so fun. Me and Horatio co-hosted my show when I did it in LA, and it was just so fun. Oh, my God. He's the best. We just like, yeah, it was I'm so great. I'm trying to get him on this. He's um, so cute. I, I know. It was like when Tina used to do it. And yeah. Jazz it and, was before yeah. all of that generation of right. comedians got big. So right. it, they had no one to do monologues and they were like, oh, Marcel, like you're cool. You have right. some stories to tell. Do some monologues. And what was the monologue that she did when she was holding you in her arms? Uh, you know, I don't really remember because I it. was a few months old. Right. But <laughs> I don't need your attitude. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but if I could remember, I would tell you. Um, okay. So you uh, also did a TED Talk. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Can I you, yeah, um, yeah. So when I was, I mean, in, you know, look, TED Talk is major. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very interesting. It was an interesting experience because I was in eighth grade at the time, mm-hmm. so I I didn't really know what a TED Talk was right. when I got asked to do it. So I didn't really know what a TED Talk consisted of. Now I watch TED Talks all the time in all of my different classes and school and stuff. And looking back, there's a lot of things I would have done differently. But I did my TED Talk about feminism and why you should be a feminist, which I still obviously support very right, much. Right, right. Um, my speaking skill, my public speaking skills weren't the best, but mm-hmm. you know, we live and we learn. Uh, I try. Oh my God. I can't with the confidence. It's amazing. I love you. Go ahead. <laughs> but like, it's weird. I'll be at like parties in high school and people will like pull up my TED talk and be like, uh, look, it's your TED talk. And I'll be like, why? Oh God. Thank you. you know what? I hate. First of all, I fucking hated high school. Yeah, okay. I hate high school. Um, eighth grade sucked. Everything sucked. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just like, like I got bullied a lot, but I was, but I think like, thank God I wasn't, it wasn't now when they could bully you on, on the, the internet. internet. Oh, like yeah. it was like, at least I could go to my room and yeah. like listen your, to Barbara Streisand. Your son, the school your son goes to, yeah. there's a group of boys there in my grade who I, almost all my best friends go to Beacon mm-hmm. and, um, I, this my one of my friends one day was sitting in the hallway sent me a photo of a group of boys with the caption these boys are watching your comedy and laughing at you and like making fun of you and it was like a photo of like a group of boys like sitting in a circle just like what like looking at a phone and I was like are you kidding me well first of all uh, that's how uh, God, they probably all have a crush on you and they're yeah. all fucking no they're jealous ridiculous. and my mother used to say this and they're, they're jealous. jealous they're jealous they're jealous yeah. they don't have the fucking yeah. balls to do what you do and or to talk to you and also 
this friend is an asshole for even telling you that. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm done with her. Yeah, I feel like I have. Is she Jewish? She is Jewish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know just for the bell. Yeah. But that's so fucking. I know. It's, it's like, so stupid. And it's so just like rude. And yeah, that's welcome to high school. Oh, I know. And Ben, my son who goes there, is like, well, he's so in his own basketball land. But he said, you know, no one bullies anyone. You know, well, it's it's interesting because the word bullying now has a very different gen, de, uh, definition for right, my generation. Right, right. Because bullying is not like I'm throwing you in a trash can. Bullying right. is like I'm gonna block you on social media and then like post about you, like, right. Without you really knowing, right. Ugh, it's so it's fucking. It's I hate more, social media. Yeah, it's a lot more like catty and like backstab. Do you remember? You probably don't. Do you remember life without social media? I do. I only got social media in like seventh grade. Okay. So, so I, I, because my middle school started in fifth grade. Where'd you go to middle school? Center school. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I, I know a lot school. of kids that went to center school. Yeah. I really, really, really yeah. loved middle school. Yeah. Um, who do you know that went to center school? Um, well, a lot of some Ben's, some of Ben's friends. I know because center school is so small. I know everyone yeah. went there. Um, all right, I gotta think. Yeah, well, we'll, he went we'll, to um, Booker T. He went oh, to Delta. Oh my God, <laughs> we will talk. Um, I have some <laughs> stories about <laughs> Booker T kids. Um, uh, but, but like a lot of my son. Yeah. a lot of what middle school was for me was like it was. Such, I went to a very small middle school. It was right. like two hundred kids in the whole school, so right. everyone knew each other very well. So beginning of middle school for me was very just like pure. Not really on my phone that much. I would text my friends, but that was really the extent How of it. How old were you when you got a phone? Oh, I, well, I, because my mom raised me alone, I had to get a phone at a young age so that my mom could, like... Because I started walking I, by myself at look, a really young age. How old? Mm-hmm. I think seven, eight... Sixth grade. Sixth grade. No, that's not true. You yes. would call. Then We're gonna go I, with mom on this. Why did I? Get, right. Why did I get a phone when I was like five? Then because when uh, your dad came to visit, I got you one of those Mego phones. So you had four numbers. Yeah, I got a phone that I could call four people with. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. That's yeah. Really no, good. but you know, we I'm, I'm divorced, and we had to give the kids a phone. Yeah. You know, because I was like, where the well, fuck? Especially are, you know? in New York City, mm-hmm. it's like it sounds alarming when you say I got a phone when I was five, but like if you live in New York, it's, right. It's a little different. It was first grade. It was first grade when I got you there because yeah. he came and you were like, "What if I need to reach you?" And so I got you that Migo. Yeah, yeah. So that was when I really first started using phone, but I didn't really start being on my phone all the time until seventh grade. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer. And I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And, you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh, God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Judy Gold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. 
That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. Okay, so um, were you bought mitzvahed? I was bought mitzvahed. Yes. Please. Where? Uh, the Bowery Hotel. Wow, Mom! I know, it was the more money than we needed to spend on anything ever. Really? But did you, is it, was it memorable? Yeah. I'm glad I did Mom, it. Mom, do you feel good that you did it? My parents were so happy. All right. Yeah, no, I'm happy. <laughs> I, that was really the biggest reason we did it. Um, right. But I spent so much of the party just taking photos with people, barely getting to like enjoy it. it was H- so hello? <laughs> that's You're what, the star. That's hello, what, that's what happens. You were, you were working. I know. That's right. Um, okay, so... What are the, I really want to know, like, the hands-on way your mom taught you about feminism. So. Like, starting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, at dinner, like, with the hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of kids, you know, look, I'm liberal, I'm a lezzy, um, I'm a very outspoken LGBTQRSTUVXYZ person. Mm-hmm. I am very outspoken about marriage equality mm-hmm. and, you know, and my kids make fun of me. Um, <laughs> and usually, sometimes kids rebel against that. Mm-hmm. You know, like my older son will always like, yeah, I think I'm going to vote Republican. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're not, you know, just to annoy me. But the fact that you didn't rebel, like, how was it presented to you? Well, feminism, well, I learned what feminism was literally when I was like four or five. Right. So, and feminism to me, because I was just being raised by my mom, who was my superhero, was just like, women can do anything men can do. And I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Why wouldn't they be able to? Like, that's so, because I had seen my mom doing everything a man couldn't do. Right. Because my dad literally couldn't do it. So right. he, like, left. So right. I was like, yeah, of course women are, like, just as equal, if not better than yeah. men. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then, and then basically, it started getting more technical, being like, okay, so that's the idea of it, but it's called feminism. So then, when I was in kindergarten, I made, my mom and I made this, like, little powerpoint booklet of like this is what feminism is if i can do the monkey ring so can a boy and here are some women who are huge feminists who have helped feminism right and that just my whole life was just kind of not a question so it wasn't so much that it was like this is what feminism is and you are a feminist it was more just like it seemed like it was common knowledge. I didn't realize right. That it you wasn't. got you. It's so it's so interesting when yeah. you're so innocent and then you go out in the world. And you go, oh my god, there's fucking assholes here. Yeah. Oh my well, god, the world the is filled with fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also I do have a very like naive perspective on life just because I'm very very like I'm very hopeful I'm very like I I, like always give people a chance like I very I like like to have faith in people Mm -hmm. so when it came to something like feminism I was like well why would people not agree with this like why wouldn't someone want that and then obviously you know I got older and I realized like what kind of people existed in the world who disagreed with that but as I got older of course the definition of feminism and things in feminism and the world of Equality started changing for me, but it always it has been that same definition that I had when I was five, which was men and women are of equal value. Right. Period. Like, like my kids who were like, I don't understand why you can't get married. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it's like, like what, why? why is our like, family so different? Weird. You know, uh, which is why you're going to change the world. Did you ever have any pushback from um, teachers or? Yes, actually, I did. Um, When I was in, I think, either fifth or sixth grade, Mm -hmm. I was in a class that was about women's suffrage. And I was, like, talking about it with one of my teachers, and I was like, this class is so interesting. I love it so much. Like, I was talking about what I was learning, and and my teacher goes, all right, Ruby, but just make sure you don't become one of those crazy, aggressive feminists, you know? Men don't like girls who are really aggressive this is sixth grade this is sixth grade at center school yeah a woman it's always a woman (sighs) yeah she said to me men don't like you know be careful with that word being a feminist she's just she drank the kool-aid okay so what did you do with that information 
I mean, I told my mom and we laughed. That's it? You didn't say... Like, my mother would have been at the school... Because this is how annoying she well, was. Uh, my mom, you know. I was, I'm, since I've been a feminist, like I was a feminist for my whole, for 12 years at that right. point. So it wasn't like, not that one comment from my teacher who I didn't even like wasn't going to change my opinion right. of who I knew I was. Right. Um, have you ever had your heart broken? <laughs> yes. And how old? At what There's age? There's an entire chapter in my book about I it. I love this book. I, I want to, um, I want to just full on the longest and my favorite chapter in the book <laughs> is the heartbreak chapter. Uh, this the book is called Earth Hates Me: True Confessions from a Teenage Girl, um, and there's a quote on it from Amy Poehler, and the photo's great. I love it. Um, okay, so what? All right, so here's my thing with feminism right now. Okay. As a comedian, mm-hmm. I have always been a feminist because I have just gone up there and done what I do and not, no one's told me, I mean, I've been told, you know, you're too this, you're too that, you're too this, you're too that. Um, but I always just went on stage um, as me. Yeah. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself, yeah. basically. Now, these, we have a lot of young um women who are doing stand-up and they're feminists. And to, I feel like to them, feminism is being able to talk like a guy. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And or acting like a butch. Or like no, no, not acting butch. That's um, I, uh, they're very feminine. They're dressed up sexy and everything. I'm talking about talking about because every guy comic when I was start, oh my wife, you know, is like, hey, hey what are you on your period? Oh, get me a beer, you fucking bitch. You know, yeah. Um, it's them doing that, like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking this guy, and blah 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 blah. I guess like, that's what I mean by acting butch, like the the what's considered masculinity. Yeah, you know, or, se- right. which is anything sexual. But I think it's more shocking. I mean, it's like shock humor as opposed to funny. Well, right. I mean, I mean, some. I was I was at a club and someone was doing like this. There was a woman and she was talking about anal. You know, I can't believe I'm saying this with your mother here. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, there's so much to talk about. Um, does it have to be that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of have have been concerned about where feminism is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, because I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's just my sense of humor. I think there's this pressure for two things. One, there's a pressure to... I mean, one of my favorite monologues of all time is in Gone Girl, the cool girl monologue, where she, she starts talking about... How every guy wants a cool girl who is like down to earth and chill and likes video games mm-hmm. and will get you a beer and do whatever you want and all this stuff. And that's what girls idolize and want to be. They want to be the girl that's like laid back and like just like the guys right, right. and all this stuff uh, because they think that that's like what will get guys to like them. Right. And I think there are parallels of that in comedy where it's like I'm telling this joke because it'll make me seem like I'm like cool and like I like I'm talking about sex right like, right listen to me whereas it's like well yeah you can make jokes about sex but also you, the only reason a comedian is funny is because they're a funny person not because of what they're talking about if you're a funny right the subject matter yeah, is yeah. not you know you can make if you're a good comic you can, you can make anything funny right Exactly, right. and it's it, it seems, I mean, not that it's a cheap way out, because if you really do have a funny joke about sex, you should tell it, but it is at what it does at one point become more like, I'm just talking about sex now because it's funny and right. blah, but it's like, it's just, it's easy, yeah, you know it's, what I mean? it's easy humor. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. What 
Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. What do you, um, what do you think? Now, women got Trump elected. White, <laughs> white women. Yep. Um, what do you think of these women who defend him? Uh, I mean... It's, I mean, for me, it's infuriating and I want to fucking like bang there and go, what, you must have the lowest self, like how uh, you can allow a guy to behave like this and then call yourself an evangelical Christian, you know, uh, quote unquote, family's values bullshit. Like, if you could say anything, like, I, I just, what do you think of this? I, I just can't believe there are women like that out there. Yeah, no, you know? I, I can't either. It's hard because... I really am a big believer in I don't think that the best way to handle situations like that are by attacking people right. because I think we're in this really weird time of being in a PC culture where Ugh, there's a divide there's a divide between people who want change and really like actually care about making a change in mm-hmm. the world and having conversations that need to happen And then there's the people who want change, who think that the way to change the world is by attacking everyone who says the wrong thing and everyone who believes the wrong thing and that there's this right and wrong thing. And the truth is everyone has their own views and their own morals. And the only way that you're ever going to change someone or influence someone else's mind is if you try and approach them in a calm manner. No one's going to respond. Yeah, I mean, I have an issue with that because... um, you know, I have a little anger problem. Mm-hmm. I get, like, I get so emotionally involved. Like, I can't fucking, do you watch the news? No, yeah, no. I, tr- like, I can't, it's so frustrating. Right. But the thing is, like, I I still just don't believe in attack. Like, I, I've seen some really horrible videos on YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. I've right. seen, like, some really horrible videos on YouTube that are just people who it's just like, what are you saying? But the thing is... You might not get to them. You probably won't get to them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what their thought process is. But the only way to help them is to explain to them why Trump is bad and why they are being affected by Trump and why people... Well, it's just... It's not even, like, his policies. No. It's that he's a fucking it's horrible just he's, li- he's a liar. Like, this is why I feel bad. It's like, when I was growing up, you know, the, the president, there was respect. Even if you didn't agree with the, the president. You he, respect he, the president. Right. But also, they acted respectful mm-hmm. uh, of the office, of the presidency. I mean, God only knows. I mean, I'm sure, you know, John Kennedy was fucking everyone. You know, like, um, you know. But there was this sort of decorum. There was, um, they, they, they really. <laughs> they pretended to be adult. But they. 
they were. They there were traditions that they abided by. You know, no, they were the president, right? You, <laughs> right? And my, like I am constantly. Sit, I don't know if your mom does this, but I sit with my kids. I go, this is not normal. This is not normal. This yeah. is not normal. This is not like. I am so afraid of ha- the, the how much work it's going to take to go back to you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Ruth Bader ben- Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it herself. Love. She said she goes, "I don't like I yeah for the country it's just four years, but for the Supreme Court it's oh she doesn't even know." Yeah, she I mean, got in trouble said, for saying that too. I know it's fucking ridiculous. He, that was the worst thing McConnell ever did was block that um, Supreme Court Merrick Garland um, what, what were you going to say I was wondering because I feel a little bit also at the same time that there's all this terrible evil very weird human like embarrassing shit happening like if other worlds are watching us right now they must be shaking their heads, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel so embarrassed to, like, be American. To be I know. human on this planet at the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, the only comfort I get is knowing that there are other people who feel like this. Yes. And that they're, you know. And they're doing something about it. Right. They're and I'm trying to do something about it, too. But it the fact, it's like, you know, Sarah Silverman is always saying, you know, we have to, you know, embrace them, you know. Um... Well, may I, along the lines of this, really quickly? Yes. Just because, I mean, because you, you opened it up. Yeah, go, 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 right. go. So, uh, I have to state my case. Um, so, don't you feel, though, at the same time, the Sarah Silvermans and the Ruby Carps and the Judy Golds are, <laughs> all the Jewish women, really. Um, yes. I mean, and there are a lot of, a lot of women, actually. Um, but humans in general there is a little bit of a an awakening happening at the same time as mm-hmm. all this like it almost feels like this trump thing and all of this like weird kkk flare up you know and not just in this country but the war in other countries in syria and everything like in china you know all this fucking suffering happening is it's like the response to people starting to wake up a little bit and make some connections and realize that this is not all there is and maybe we should start questioning more. I think people are also starting to realize that at while all this horrible stuff is happening with Trump, also liberals are really, really voicing their opinions like more than ever. I mean, the Me Too movement, like that was huge. That was such a huge step step for assault it, like assault cases in general. Mm-hmm. Now we're finally paying attention. And you know, that was just celebrities. Right. Like, right. That was just celeb imagine how much is happening in small workplaces or even I'm saying Well no, I hope. I mean, especially waitresses. I, I mean, they take so much I was a toll collector on the New Jersey Turnpike. Mm-hmm. And I used to get I, they used to stop me, baby, baby, and I, you know, it was like, oh, okay, you know, like they, I didn't. Whatever, even... I could see you playing back with them. They're like, oh, hey, <laughs> I could just see you messing with them. Well, the only good thing was, like, if they were going to a concert at the Garden State Arts Center, they would give me joints and stuff. That was the only. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> That's great. There were there have been, I think, at least three or four teachers at my school in the past two years fired for hitting on students. No fucking way. Yes. I hate yes. people. At, at LaGuardia? Yes. Now, just so uh, everyone they, that's they've listening. Covered up. They've covered all Okay, of so just stuff. so you know about LaGuardia, LaGuardia is the performing arts school that Same was school. in fame. Yeah. I went to music camp and the... That's my water! Alright, well one of these has to be mine. Okay. You, you drank one. my coffee with your fake mustache, and you drank my water. <laughs> I with didn't your drink fake my mustache. fake mustache. Didn't touch it. Which music camp did you go to? Uh, I and went it's to not Hartwick College Music Camp. I went to Frenchwoods. Oh, you did? Yeah. And the, all the teachers from you know in the movie Fame, I was like, I went to see it, and I was like, oh my god, they were in my class, and that guy was the you know whatever. I love that movie. I fucking love that movie. Um, okay, so so these teachers. Like, yeah. tell me... Um, well, okay, I've been subject of two of them. Um, but so Really? Girls. Yeah. Um, I've had... I'm sorry. I've had... 
incidents with emails where um, I've had male teachers send me really inappropriate like emails. Like what? Give me an um, example. So I go, since since um, at my school we have our uh, majors in the performing arts, my major is drama, mm-hmm. so I study theater, and uh, one of the scenes I did for one of our showcases was a scene from Annie Baker's The Flick, yes. in which she nice. gives a hand job to her scene partner. Well, I think that's inappropriate. Play. Thing. Yeah, I mean, no. I, Mom, did you care that she was doing that? It wasn't a. It, it was acting. I, I right, I know it's acting. I know, I know, I know, I know. Sure, every play but, is about sex and violence. Yeah, uh, yes, fully true. Um, and after the scene, one of my teachers emailed me and said. Great work, and here I thought you were a good girl, winky face. Ew. And I was like, what a motherfucker! Ew, ew, yeah. ew! Yeah. Names, how old? Names, how old? Names, you can't name them. Um, how old? Um, Just like age. 65. Fuck 65? that guy. Five. I want to know his like name. Like how long? Will you shut up? I'm sorry. But I'm not. But I'm not. No, right. I'm not. But but uh, how long had he and been? That's just that's not even. The All right. But how long had he been at the school? Uh, like a couple years. In his sixty, like, and I was, I was like the third girl that this happened to. So who, who did the, um, who, who was the first one to go? He still works at the school. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Um, but the other, here's mom. Did you get involved? Um, I was waiting for a third email, and when the if there would have been a third email, I would have gone there and punched him in the box, and you know, I would have Lorena bobbited him. Wow. Was How, what was the second email? The, uh, well, the second email, um, I changed my profile photo on Facebook, and it was a photo of me in a bikini. And he emailed me because his girlfriend and I were friends on Facebook. Uh, Wait, his girlfriend? Yeah. How old is she? She's also like in her 50s, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and she And he was like, she saw your Facebook profile photo change. She said, that's unfair. No 15-year-old has the right to be that gorgeous and have a body like that. Ew! What I the fuck? Uh, you should have written to her and, s- and say, you know, your fucking boyfriend's a fucking. But wait, this is the worst. Okay, the go. worst case. So this is a separate teacher. This is a completely different teacher. Okay, and this teacher is still there. Go. Oh, um, so no, this other one was th- the, the, this 65. one that just happened. Sixty-five. Is he's there. Still there. Okay, yeah. who's this one? Um, How old? So this one is like. Oh wait, is sixty-five Jewish? Yes. Gross. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um. So th- this one is thirty-five. We're calling him thirty-five. And is he Jewish? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Mom, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Okay. Well, he's Jewish. What? Do you think mom doesn't Why think don't he's Jewish? Think he's Jewish. He has a generic last name. Oh. Because he has a generic last name. All right. He's not, well, I'm not going to. He's not going to be Jewish for this. He's not going to be Jewish. Okay. He doesn't deserve it. I was. So my friend, I was a sophomore and my friend, I was this, I was 35's assistant. And because um, I. For what class? For um, tech. Um, I, oh, I, I like okay. doing behind the scenes stuff a lot okay. so I would help out with like camera work right. and stuff like that and uh, he always picked one girl from every grade to be his assistant so there's a freshman assistant a sophomore assistant junior assistant senior assistant why girls you'll see um, so the senior mm-hmm. assistant before she was about to graduate pulled me over and was like Ruby we need to talk and I was like why and she was like you need to get away from that man and I was like why and she wait was like, is the senior assistant Jewish Yes. Okay. Go um, ahead. So everyone at my school—it's an Upper West Side school. I know. I just um, being an asshole. So <laughs> basically, she was like, "Here's what he does: freshman year, he like trains you. Sophomore year, he gets closer to you." junior year when you have class so this is a teacher who's really mean really strict very like very 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 mean and very hard to get his validation and attention so what he would do is in classes in front of like the whole class he'd be like ruby you're so smart everyone you should be as smart as ruby so he'd start to get all the kids to hate me and turn against me so that i would be spending all my time after school helping him and working with him so that as junior year and senior year went on, he would start to kind of flirt with me. and Like, give me an example of flirting. Like, so what he did to this girl, this okay. senior girl, was he would, like, wink at her from time to time, and she'd just, like, ignore it, but right. it would, like, be there. And it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. No, of yeah. course. And then right before she <sighs> graduated, asshole. he pulled her into his office, like, closed the door, put his leg up on the table, and was like, why must they be in the way? And she was like my classmates and he was like yes and she was like of what and he was like of us no fucking way yeah and then he would like send nudes to girls as soon as they graduated no way is he still there no he got fired yeah like who who um that girl the girl who warned me about it reported him good for her she's my hero Uh, we can't talk about him either 
no fuck names. that guy. Just, also, All right, that's fine. Guy sending nudes he, is never a good he idea. Sent, he what? No matter what. He's in the industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they're he all sent in the nude industry. pictures of himself? Uh, apparently, yes. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, it's the Me Too kick. movement's amazing, but like, this isn't... This it's is not a, stopping. Yeah. There's also a case of a teacher at your school before your time marrying a girl that had just graduated. No, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. There was a teacher at LaGuardia who married a student? Yeah. yeah. No, there, after she graduated. this is a huge like after huge she graduated problem. high school. Yes. So she and the parents didn't care. I don't know. Okay, what the, is that teacher still there? No. no. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. No, it's a huge problem. Yeah. The first one they couldn't build enough of a case, but the second one. Sixty five. You yeah. Could, yeah. couldn't. Sixty five. We couldn't build enough of a case. He had tenure. Problems. Did Did he know that they were trying to build a case? Yes. And that's and then the, the, he stopped talking to me. Good, fuck him. I know. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Um. And all the students know about it, and they all give him shit for it. So like, he got his he got his punishment. Now like all the kids like hate him, and he knows it. Wow. Yeah. And how long was thirty five there before he? He was there for a couple of years. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other ones? Um, I always like online. I always see like these <laughs> these women. You know, uh, mm. it's always women teachers. They always oh, women teachers get with like sixteen year olds. I know it's really oh, you mean in the news and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's every they, time I go on like it's like twenty three year old teacher gets with right sixteen year old. Yeah, and, like, and they have just, like Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah, yeah, that they're was still sick. together. But it's amazing. What? They're still together. No, they're not. They just got divorced. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, that lasted a while. Yeah, it did. It's it. Do you? Th- it's. Do you think it's different with older women and younger men than it is with older men and younger women? No, I think either way, it's. It like, feels just, more. Just go for someone. <sighs> just go for someone your own age, or yeah. just not in high school. It feels um, less invasive if. You know, when it's an older woman and a younger man, it feels yeah. less. It feels, well, it feels well, very predatory men, when it's men. It does, it, and it is because they play on like the emotions and they manipulate. And I feel well, like guys are just like okay, but also that that women. I mean, this is another part of the feminism that women get self esteem from attention from guys. Like yes. if you and but the thing is, the craziest part about them going for high schoolers is when you're in high school, you're the most insecure you will ever be because right. you're just you have, unless you go into show business yeah. afterwards. And you have <laughs> yes, but you have no self esteem. So these guys who, like I said, are mean teachers, like hard to get their attention. They start paying attention to you. They tell you you're so smart and amazing, and why don't people like you and all this stuff? And it makes you think like. Yeah, like this. Well, especially in a performing arts school, because they know, because they know how to manipulate. Because that's what exactly. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Wow. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just kill me now. Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. <laughs> 